Okay, there you go. That answered my question. So I guess we're not going to talk about QP this week. You had an offer on the table, Sean, and you decided not to take me up on it, and now you got to deal with the consequences. Just talks too much. You know, week 29 to smash up 29, uh, and I wasn't going to let the fans down. We're going to have more than uh, 15 seconds, 22.2 seconds, anything they wanted to say. What did you hear all night at the uh, SMP Presents QDM and Twos? What did you hear? Was it, I was heard it a clip? laughter and applause, but not when you were talking. Interesting. That's a nice dig. You know what's funny about that night? There was these two ladies there, sisters, and I I'm, I think it was Megan, 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 ah, I'm killing it, and Rachel, I believe. And we're in the yep. we're in the casino after I'm walking through, and uh, they're both wearing hats, you know? QDM, SMP. It's funny. They weren't wearing a twos until, uh, you know, somebody got a little uh, frustrated, shall we say, <laughs> you know, had to go give some free hats out. I just like to point that out there. So they may not have been laughing at me, but uh, they were sure sporting the SMP. That's all I got to say there, twos. Fair enough. Well, yeah, I mean, when I saw it, I, I was immediately like, what the hell is this? And then you came up right afterwards with a shit-eating grin and put the same two and two together. <laughs> we all like, knew. Yep, I'm going to hear about this later. <laughs> we all knew what it was. Hey, it is Mashup 29. It's brought to you by Rohan Rig Services, where uh, uh, rooster slurpers are not in that crew. And... <laughs> Nope. I don't think you got to worry about too many shitbirds there either. That's that's just my nope. guess, you know. One of the things that Rohan is known for, like like they're a quality operation all around, and they got a reputation for having good guys running the iron too, right? Yeah. So if you're a good guy, you're sitting out east. You're sitting somewhere in Alberta. Uh, take a look in the show notes and uh, and have at her. Um, you know, uh, going back to the Saturday night when we were on stage. First off, Tues did his first ever stand up in front of live people. I got a lot of feedback. Uh, saying you did a good job and you uh, people really enjoyed it. Uh, the overall night too was uh, was a ton of fun. And I yes. gotta say, uh, we got some pretty great listeners who braved a lot of weather to uh, come out and see us Yahoo's on stage. The weather was an absolute bastard, and people made the trip anyway. And some of them came from as far as Dawson Creek and Abbotsford. Yeah, and phenomenal. Phenomenal. And for people uh, listening, Thursday I'll be releasing, I believe, just the audio. I, I'm working on the video right now. We'll see if we can uh, piece that together. But uh, regardless, no matter what, Thursday we will have uh, the, the roundtable portion of the show. So for people wanting to hear what they missed, that's it. Now, I, I got this in from a listener, and I, life me, I didn't get, grab their name, but it said, Hi, Sean and Boxhead, big fan of the podcast. <laughs> and Sean, keep playing the full damn song. You got it, sir, or ma'am, whoever. No worries. I'm, I'm defending oh, you. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. You got, to you got it up. that. Keep with up the no good name. work. And Trudeau like is a rooster slurper. Hey, 
I'm just saying, you got the text too. I sent it along to you. You know it. You can deny it all you want. You can deny it all you want. You know, everything. We're going to find out at some play point that Sean's got more phones than a drug dealer and he's just been artificially <laughs> trying to pump the numbers up. <laughs> I'm drawing names. I'm doing it on like a paint, putting our names in the sand and saying it's PEI. It's just me on a, on an app. That's it. Yeah. All right, let's kick this sucker off here. We got uh, We got 11... 11 topics this week. We'll see how we do close to the time. Hey, we never seem to, to get that close, but we'll see. Liberals don't like free speech. Episode two's, I don't know, my Roman numerals. MC, MCXLV1111. Eight's at the end of it, oh. I think. Yeah, so 1,148. Okay, okay. So Because the L, the L comes after the X, so the X subtracts from it. Which means forty, where L being fifty. Yep. Okay, thank thank you for that. Uh, anyway, you're very welcome. So a lot of this, uh, uh, the first article is all about Twitter and how much money our government spends on Twitter. The federal government used spent to spend. over used to spend spent over three million on Twitter ads through uh, 2020 2021, according to the most recent annual report. Numerous major companies have paused on advertising Twitter on Twitter, including, well, the government of Canada, mm-hmm. uh, General Mills, General Motors, Pfizer, and Volkswagen. I mean, just with Pfizer pulling their, their ad spending, you know it's going to be a better <laughs> place. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, there's, um, well, it, you know, it's it must have been a really hard decision for everybody at Pfizer because we know that they do have very big hearts. And if they couldn't bring themselves to support Twitter... That, that really must be saying something. Um, all this comes on uh, the layoffs that Twitter had. They, they basically axed a huge chunk of people. And so they were worried about, uh, what, what did it say? It prompted increased concern about the effectiveness of Twitter's moderation and brand safety, which essentially means ensuring that advertising placed next to content, uh, content does not negatively impact the reputation of the advertiser. That's what our government is worried about right now. So folks. It, it's either a them trying to find a just way, a justified way to say that they don't want to support what Elon Musk is doing, which makes perfect sense because it goes directly at odds with everything the liberals do free speech. Fuck that. I'm Justin Trudeau. And then the the other way is is them either saying, okay, well, now that they've laid off all these people in useless positions, maybe they're not going to be able to control things as much as they did before. So it's either they, they've got concerns about the outcome or they just are against it on a principle. But either way, it's the same. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I mean, that was a little loud. Anyways, uh, the CFL is ran by a 13-year-old girl. I had to chuckle at your headline. Um, and then I read off the Twisted T. I didn't think the CFL um, was going to be a part of was going to be a part of our show. I don't know if it has to this point. Anyways, it has the Twisted the Twisted T. Grey Cup halftime show. Here are the three singers: Jordan Davis, Josh Ross, and Tyler Hubbard. Do you know any of those three? Yeah, well, Jordan Davis is kind of a, an up and coming. They're they're all country guys. Jordan Davis is a little bit up and coming. He's kind of like a less shitty version of Evan and Jaron, which doesn't really say that much. Tyler Hubbard's half of Florida Georgia Line. <laughs> Carry on. And so, anyway, it's just it's this long running trend of the CFL getting just. I don't know, like. Like, Tyler Hubbard's not going to get up there and sing around here and cruise. He's going to do his own solo stuff. And and then you've got 
just a couple really fledgling people. And you just think about how much opportunity there is at the halftime show to find a good lineup that would get people riled up and excited. Like It's in Regina this year. Get the Sheepdogs to play. Get Big get Sugar Col- to open for them. Get Coulter or, Wall or to play. Or Mason. And that's where I was Wall, going next. Or Coulter freaking Wall. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I know Coulter Wall's stuff doesn't really play well to a big party situation. You know, I mean, he's I don't know, folky, man. But you could just tell him, you know, just bust out some old Waylon or something like that. Just do do a few fun covers or something, and you know, some some high energy stadium type stuff, and he'd blow the roof off the place. You know, I, when when I when I saw the names on the on the list, I was like, I wonder if they're you know if they're small town Saskatchewan kids or something, because I also saw it in Regina. I'm like, well, then whoop de doo, people will love it. Saskatchewan's going to support Saskatchewan, yeah. and then you see that two of them are from the states. I'm like, oh, this doesn't make any sense, right? Like, I mean, uh, at the end of the day. Uh, my first call, if I was sitting there, would have been Coulter Wall. I'm, I'm just that, yeah, I'm, absolutely. Like it's it's a no brainer. And you know the funny thing is with Coulter Wall, like I just assumed, okay, well his dad's Brad Wall, so he's just pu- running off of name brand recognition. And then you just listen to whatever the first thing. I think he did like a um, just kind of a, a fun set at the uh, GW Brewery in Saskatoon. Yeah, Great West time, and I listened and to that. Unreal. And I was like, holy shit! Like that's. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe Brad Walsh should have been riding off Coulter's coattails. No shit. You know, no not shit. the other way around. Yeah, and he's just, he's so good. Actually, that new, um, The Peripheral, that new show on Amazon, they had a clip of one of his songs in one of the first episodes. Well, and I'm a big Yellowstone guy, and they've had him in pretty much every second episode. Anyways, uh, to me, who knows? Maybe the CFL couldn't afford him. Who knows? Um, the CBC- Get Colin James. There's so much classic Saskatchewan stuff that you could have gone with. It's and true. they just, it's every true. year, this is the Carly Rae Jepsen year all over again. This is like Black Eyed Peas, eh, maybe Shania Twain, kind of okay. But they've just had shit lineups year after year. And I don't know why. I don't understand it. But let's move past it. The CBC spends more time asking for money than Zelensky. Um, here's a couple of the, 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 the money breakdowns in this article. Okay. 400 million for six months of COVID-19 border testing, 422 million to combat monkeypox outbreaks. I didn't, I didn't even realize we were doing it anyways. It says with over 1400 uh, reported cases across the country since the summer, the federal government is pledging 113 million this year and 309 million next year year to respond to the world a who uh has called the public health emergency of international concern and then uh scroll down a little farther and it goes 42 million to help the cbc radio canada recover from the pandemic oh wait just just on a side note the cbc and radio canada received 1.2 billion dollars in the federal funding in 2021 2022 just throwing that in there but they need help they need more help yes they our government made it illegal for people to do anything other than watch tv and the state broadcasters still couldn't turn a profit. And not even that they couldn't turn a profit. They needed extra money to keep themselves from digging themselves further into a hole. And I think, if I remember correctly, they gave out something like $39 million in raises and bonuses last year. Like, you suck so much that you got to ask for more money and you're going to give people bonuses? Get the fuck out of here already. Start running this like a regular-ass company and grow up. You know, uh, with a couple extra sections, geez, we're on a little on, on time right now. Isn't that weird? Um, Twos has got me doing a whiteboard. Hey, like, what would you want to do with this show? Like, what are some things? And I'm like, I'm looking at this. I'm going, you know what? I would, I would love to take a fraction of that $42 million 
to uh, to to allow Tooze and Sean to do it in person, have a studio set up with a third person who sits there and spitballs out the things mm-hmm. so we can yell at each other. That's what I would like. And that's a fraction of the $42 million to help bail out somebody to get another. Anyways, whatever. If you I'm gave us 1% of that, rage. we could have an absolutely phenomenal show. Actually, you know what? Now that you mention it, though, like I'm working on the whiteboard this week. You're work- working on the whiteboard this week. We're going to put our heads together. And we're just looking at just throwing anything out there. What do we think would be awesome to do with this show in terms of production value or tweaking it or just whatever, you name it. And maybe there's a couple people listening that have a couple ideas. Guaranteed, this listener group has a couple ideas. You know where to go. Text me in the show notes. And uh, we'll throw it on the whiteboard, too, and see where see where it all shakes out. We'll okay. probably cross them all off because I've got the best ideas. But you guys, <laughs> you're more than welcome to try anyway. Says the guy <laughs> who puts this headline in here, okay? Miss Argentina becomes Mrs. Puerto Rico. That is, that. Is, <laughs> tell me that's not what happened. Miss Argentina and Miss Puerto Rico have announced they tied the knot in a secret after claiming they've been in a private relationship for two years I'm just, I'm like flabbergasted this is one of our headlines. But hey, uh, fire away, twos. If, if you want to, you know, you seem to, what would you like to say? What would you like to say? I think it's nice to know that despite the fact that we live in this crazy culture of unattractive people with weird hair colors and intentionally unfashionable eyewear, that lesbians can still be hot sometimes. Oh come on! You're just you're you're what gonna do, what do you want me to say avoid to that whole conversation. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Two very attractive women get married. That's what we're talking about on the Tuesday mashup. You know, I suggested I to this motherfucker. I yep. suggested to him we talk about Trudeau talking about just like absolute asinine things, talking mm-hmm. about this and that, and Tuesday goes, oh, I don't think it's that relevant, and then throws out Miss Argentina and Miss Puerto Rico. I'm like. What, okay. what are we no, doing no, no, here? No, no, no. Are we that's, turning that's into the Kardashians? Exactly is that what we're doing that's here? That's not how it played out. And this is, these were Miss, their respective country pageants contestants. This is this is kind of interesting how it all came together. But yeah, you wanted to talk about the QP strike and how Trudeau was taking a side in it and and Doug Ford's in, or we could have talked about the fact that Moderna clause. they were just they were uh, they were just all in Quebec at the grand opening or the grand whatever mm-hmm. uh of the Moderna factory. We could yeah, talk about that. No. But no, we're going to talk about Argentina and Puerto Rico. Well, we've uh, already talked about boots. how that's coming forward and we talked about how Calgary had the facility and then they decided to pack up and leave because the government of Canada, which is Justin Trudeau, wasn't interested in working with them. But yeah, as far as that QP stuff goes, I threw it out to you. I said, you play the clip instead of the full damn song and we will talk about it. Do we have a deal? It wasn't that I didn't want to Did talk we have about a deal? it. It's that we have I a deal? wanted to negotiate. Do we have a deal? We are absolutely not going to I talk about listening. how stupid it is that the BC Teachers Federation has enough money lying around to send them a million dollars for it. We are not going to talk about the 16 other times that Quebec has invoked the non-withstanding clause that just gets met by silence from the federal government because they're scared to piss off fucking Quebec. We are definitely not going to talk about how it's glorious that somebody is finally standing up to these assholes and especially in a situation where they're complaining that people who are working 35 hours a week for 200 days a year are only making $40,000 in an hourly wait and at an hourly rate that is pretty damn good money we are not going to talk about any of that we're just going to talk about the hot chicks perfect bell fires only black radio host to promote diversity 
Uh, Bell Media uh, defends firing its only full-time black radio host, saying, uh, and I, I can't remember, is it, is it, how do you say his name? Do you know how to say Ooh, his name? Shoot. It, uh, like, I, I feel like a moron here, but is it Jamil Giovanni? Like, I, I, like I, 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 I well, know exactly I mean, who it is. It's Jamil Giovanni. I, I might be pronouncing it wrong. I've no, read no. it Anyways. a lot. I follow him on Twitter, but I've never heard him say his own name. I know. So. <laughs> that's, that's me too. Anyways, he showed disdain for the media giant's uh, diversity initiatives, was resistant and combative with management, aired anti-vaccination views, and didn't get strong enough ratings. Uh, Giovanni sued Bell for wrongful dismissal, dismissal after he was fired from its iHeartRadio network in January, claiming that he was hired as a token visible minority, but fired when he didn't match liberal view uh, views white executives expected from a black man. Bell complains Giovanni had conservative members of parliament. You might remember this name from the podcast, Kathy Wagenthal, I did. I did. Uh, who opposed vaccine mandates on his show, questioning the efficacy of COVID-19 vaccines. And they said Giovanni failed to challenge the falseness of her assertions. The statement says, oh, the madness. Okay, first off, can you think of a less relevant place that you could possibly have a visible minority in than radio. <laughs> I, okay. And then secondly, I, I just, I found it astounding that bell went to the extreme lengths to go through. Oh, he didn't buy into our diversity, the diversity, inclusivity and whatever else, the die stuff and, and all of the just Everything that is just the far left critical race theory and exclusion—that's what it is. Um, all the all the far left, just critical race theory stuff where nothing matters except for your skin. And he's like, "Well, that's not really my lived experience." And they're like, "Yeah, but that doesn't really work for us." And if you're gonna fire somebody for something that might be contentious, you just stick to numbers, right? You just say, "Look, you're not bringing in enough people to listen, and that's why we're getting rid of you." And that's it. You just keep it simple and succinct. And they didn't. And now they're opening themselves out up to this giant lawsuit. And I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a legal person at all. Maybe Viva Fry's had some ideas on this. I haven't seen them do it. But I think that they shit the shot bed. themselves in the foot. Yeah, like and immensely. Yeah, they shot themselves in the hand, like that guy who might or might not have been from Maple Creek that Quick Dick McDick Stad knew. Uh, people will get what we're talking about if they have no idea on Thursday when all that comes yeah. out. Yeah, and, and there's going to be a few people who are at the show that are like, yeah, yeah, Quick Dick McDick wouldn't say where he was from, but that totally sounds like someone from, from, from Ma Maple Creek. <laughs> yeah, Maple Creek. Yeah. Fembot runs for Danish Parliament. Uh, a party led by... <laughs> I mean, geez, Louise. Anyways, a party led by artificial intelligence... Uh, is attempting to run for Danish government and uh, is a sentence you'd expect to find in a sci-fi uh, about some distant future which is bound to go well for humans. But the synthetic party is a real thing and it's hoping to field an AI candidate in Denmark's November general elections running on policies that have also been settled on using AI. At the head of the party is a chat bot named Leader Lars. I'd like to point out at the bottom of this article, it says only 12, they only have 12 signatures and they need 20,000. So I can assume... They're not going to get there. I would totally sign up for that. I think this is probably the best idea to come out of Denmark since the coins with holes in the middle. Uh, like this is this is wonderful. Like just think about this. You can. He's not going to fuck off and go s surfing. He's not going to just bail on work. 
He's not going to run up stupid expenses on travel accounts. His carbon footprint's going to be next to nothing. So the leftists are going to love him for that. And you don't have to pay him a pension after he's done. I'm just speaking as though this AI is a man. Um, I don't know. We'll see how often it changes its mind. Maybe I'll have to change mine. But for the time being, you've got someone that you can work literally 24-7, 365, and you don't even have to pay them. We should move our entire public sector to artificial intelligence. And you know what? If they make slightly unoptimized decisions here and there in terms of uh, asset allocation, things like that, you're not going to bribe them. What are you going to offer them? Like, hey, man, if you open it up another factory in Quebec, we're going to give you more RAM? No! This is the perfect political leader. Until somebody sitting in his mom's basement eating Cheetos hacks into said AI and really causes a world of hurt. Honestly, you just don't give them access to the football. If they can't just, there has to be a human in charge of sending nukes. Everything else, go for it. If you're smart enough to hack into the Danish government's artificial intelligence prime minister and get him to send you a bag of Cheetos, you should get all the Cheetos. I mean, it can't get much worse than what we've just been going through. Like, I mean, Jesus. Honestly, like, if we took that same AI and ran it off the fucking um, CPU from an Atari, we would be better off than where we're at right now. <laughs> Prime Minister's wife talks to Princess about how hard life is for regular people. <laughs> <laughs> it, there's, there's not even a joke in there. That's literally what happened. <laughs> they sat around the pool. They so sat around Ma- their Meghan, own pool Meghan talking Markle. about how hard life is for, for regular people and how important it is for them to have maternity leave. And then they were they were reminiscing about the time when they first met at some fashion show in Toronto. And you're like, yeah, this is totally relatable. So I can Ma- really hear myself. <laughs> I, I, could, I could see myself relating to this. And you know what? If you are at home somewhere and you're thinking, I want to have this kind of life for myself, come out and work rigs with us. So... <laughs> It was Meghan Markle as a podcast, right? You know, yeah. the Duchess of Sussex. And uh, she interviewed uh, Trudeau's wife. And they, they had a little girly talk about, you know, like trying to be regular human beings and whatever else. And you're like, these people are the farthest thing from regular human beings as you're ever going to get. Here is something, I mean, well, I will The I will only say thing though. they really have in common with each other is that they both know what it's like to be with a British man. Here's what I will say about uh, uh, two things about the article, though, okay? Mm-hmm. One is they talked about maternity leave in the United States, and uh, I got I got tons of friends in the United States who have young kids, and I, I think compared to Canada, like Canada is, if you're going to have kids, Canada is amazing for allowing a woman to stay away from work, be home with the kids. I think mm-hmm. what they said in the article, I, did, I haven't listened to it. i, I got to be honest. I got... N- like zero yeah, want I, to go listen to Meghan Markle's podcast. Okay? I had the exact same crisis. I was like, I'd be much better prepared for the mashup if I listened to this, but I might just commit suicide halfway through, so maybe I won't. But here's here's the one that here's the the, the quote that I, I read, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna write this down. It said. Uh, this was uh, Trudeau's wife, I, I believe, uh, saying women across this planet are still the nucleus of the family. They still carry most of the load for the housework, contributing to the family's well-being and most decisions concerning the kids. I'm like, yeah, and that's a good she thing. She has two maids. This that's, is coming that's from a, good a woman thing. who has two maids and tried to get a um, personal secretary on, on the government dime to help her yes. organize her day. 
Yeah, this is. I mean, this. It. I mean, it, we we got Puerto Rico, and and the, the and then we got this one. And I'm just like, oh man. Uh, anyways, anyways, I'm I'm coming back to the the. Anyways, it's Tuz is having a, He's he's mad at me, so he's throwing me with some curveballs this week, folks. But it doesn't yeah, matter like how many curveballs he throws. Doesn't matter how Roman many curveballs he throws. Come on. We're gonna play the song, okay? We're gonna play the song for the people because they want it. Anyway, do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know how to do zero in Roman numerals? Govern, gov, no, what? Zero. No, do you know how to do zero in Roman numerals? Zero. No, zero hadn't been invented yet when no Roman numerals had, so there's no way to express it in Roman numerals. Okay. Well, here's yeah. A so there's another curveball and another strike. Okay, well, fair enough. Uh, I only need one pitch, and it goes over the wall anyways, too, so just put it over the plate already, would you? Governor General declares war on money. Um, Man, like, I feel like we've talked... You know, you get some recurring themes here in Canada. This one Mm -hmm. is another one. Uh, Governor General... We keep getting more details about it, though, is the thing. True, true. Governor uh, General Mary Simon's week-long trip to the Middle East earlier this year, the target of uh, government expenses review, cost, da-da-da-da, Canadian taxpayers more than $1.3 fucking million. $1.3 million for a week-long trip. Inflation is really hitting the most vulnerable For a week-long trip. Oh, my God. Like... Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, 50000 of it was to go towards a, a leg of the trip that they canceled and then they just couldn't get all the money back. They yes. put $50,000 worth of deposits down for a leg of the trip they didn't even go on. You, you know, uh, I think it's Tom Korski. You know, uh, Blacklocks. Big fan. I think, Big fan. I think he, he says to me in uh, tomorrow's podcast, something along the lines, oh, this has been going on for a long time. When he t- when we talk about like you know just government stupidity and where the money goes, mm-hmm. and he talks about the uh, pandemic spending and how you know some friends of friends just got like one way government contracts and stuff like that, I read that mm-hmm. and I go, man, wouldn't you like how corrupt you got to be to lose fifty thousand dollars and not get it back? Like I mean, uh, I didn't. It's a drop in the bucket in a one point oh, three million dollar week long trip. Like think about the most expensive vacation you've ever been on. And that's not even the opportunity cost of wages lost, but just cash out of hand. Like, let's just send her to an all-inclusive in Mexico for a week next time. No shit. Honestly. <laughs> wife wife is, I, I've been trying to convince the wife, let, let's just go to an all-inclusive. Can we go to all We can't afford an all-inclusive. I'm like, the government is spending $1.3 billion or million for a week-long trip. We can afford the, like, $1,700. Anyways. Fuck me. I agree. Let's send them all to Mexico for a week. Get them out of the system. Save us all a boatload of money. Uh, fund the Tuesday yep. mashup along with like 80 other really cool things and just carry on with life. Canada would be better for it. Here we go. Liberals pass legislation to make universities more expensive. Uh, Ottawa plans to make a permanent its pandemic era pause on student loan interest in an effort to reduce some of the current financial pressures on young Canadians as the cost of living mm-hmm. rises. As part of its fall fiscal updated uh, tabled Thursday, the federal government outlined plans to permanently eliminate interest in all federal student loans and apprentice loans, including loans currently being repaid. Yeah. As somebody who spent a lot of money on his education, this pisses me off. As someone whose tax money goes towards this shit this pisses me off 
As someone who thinks that universities are kind of a shithole place that throw around bad ideas like... This pisses you off? Tennis balls, and you've got tennis rackets, and there's a small net in between that isn't really impeding it back and forth at all. This pisses me off. Yeah, yeah. so here's the thing, is that everything... Every time a government steps in to artificially make something less expensive to the ta- to the person going... They foot the bill from the taxpayer. And then because the person is out of pocket less money, they're able to spend more money out of pocket. And so basically just the all of the back-end subsidies just get absorbed into bureaucracy at these institutions without any net savings to the students. Yeah, I, I just... We're in a financial well of like you know what? epic proportions get, of debt. Yep. And that our, chatbot from Denmark would not do this. <laughs> I would like to ask the chatbot if he would do this. You know? Well, you it was programmed to be it, it was supposed to have some fringe far left ideologies from the seventies. Yeah. Which I mean, fringe far left ideologies from the seventies was, was like, probably people should only work eighty hours a week. But I don't know. We'll see. I just anytime uh, you you know you start doing things like this, we're 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 like we're just gonna give everybody universal basic income. We're gonna get, just yeah. give everything for free, and uh, you know, and and just see how that goes. You know, I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure, it'll be uh, just groovy. Okay, here's your happy news for the for the the week. Florida man with power of flight saves woman from sinking car. Uh, Paquette was recording his flight near Homestead when he saw the woman clinging onto her car for dear life. He quickly landed and ran to her aid and then sought help from a resident nearby who could see, who can be seen in the video using ropes to pull the woman to safety. Paquette said he's blessed to have been paragliding that day because his aerial view of the wreck likely saved her life. You hadn't made that point clear yet until the very end. And it probably, people were like, wait, 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 wait. So like, is this a radiation thing or, you know? Some kind of, yeah, is, is maybe an Iron Man Superman. suit? What's 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 the deal here? And then, yeah. So to be clear, he was paragliding. I was just having some fun with it because you always hear about Florida Man, and I'm like, well, what if Florida Man had superpowers? This is it right here. He can fly. Sort of, he can well, paraglide. I mean, uh, pretty cool. He's in the area though. To well, uh, like, there's a woman essentially drowning, clinging to life, and he's just in, like in a crap. sinking car, and he's just floating around over top. Just like like Superman, the cartoons we used to watch when we were kids. And then he just kind of just does the arm thing and swoops down and and goes in and saves her. Like, just picture that you are a woman who is clinging to a sinking car and you're just looking around at a muddy death. Because that canal wasn't exactly pristine water either. These were not the Roman aqueducts. This is a fucking swamp. There's probably, it was probably full of gators or, or crocodiles. I'm not sure which one. Probably both in Florida. Um, you know, or maybe some of those albino pythons that, that have wrecked the, the wetlands there. But anyways, you're looking at certain death and all of a sudden somebody literally, they're not driving by, you know, they're not out for a fucking stroll. Someone literally drops out of the sky to save your life. How cool would that be? Uh, pretty freaking cool. Anyways, I thought that was uh, well, well done on the, the last one. You know, you, you had a couple of questionables. Although I did like questionables, the I, I did like the bot. I did like the bot. Miss Argentina and Mrs. Puerto Rico, that 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 we should have let we we should start every episode with that. 
and just kind of just touch base on where they're at and and how they're enjoying life. You know, whether oh, they whether were they were in Argentina Mexico, moves north, enjoying or, a pool. They were scantily clad. It was a great article. Well, Bolivia might be a great place to go. You know, I mean, it's right in between the two of them. Oh man. Uh, well, week week twenty nine, big fella, in the books. Uh, another week come and gone. Um, we were just joking, you know, like uh, before we started. Uh, it wasn't that long ago. We just literally bumped into each other. Got to be on stage for the first time uh, mm-hmm. with QDM. It was a fun weekend. And uh, once again, I do appreciate everybody coming. Uh, if uh, yes, that if you're like, man, I would have loved to have gotten there, but I'm living in Ontario. It's called. Check out our show sponsor. Uh, pick up, move from the 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 the, the, the crazy Ontario landscape. Come to Alberta, where it's the land of the rich and plenty. Come work for Rohan Rig Services, and then you won't miss any shows. That's all I'm saying. Hey, you know we always talk about Ontario, but we never talk about BC. I ended up out Ooh. in Lloyd because I lived under the orange banner of never getting ahead in your life in Saskatchewan, and there was so many of us that just like. Well, I mean, it's either that or starved to death. So, I mean, I guess we're gonna give this thing a try. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just, I'll just work there till they fire me, and then move back to Saskatoon, and then you know, go twenty years later. You're like, man, these guys are dumb. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, you're that right. was it, right? You're like, right. When when you're stuck in an area where you just can't seem to get ahead, like you know, working three different jobs, making jack squat at all of them combined, and you're like, okay, well, you know what? I just, I just want to go somewhere where people value some hard work, some industriousness and and a desire to actually make something to yourself. This is the way this is the way to go and Rohan's a place that you can do it. 100%. Well said. Thanks again Twos. We're going to catch up with you next week and uh yeah, that'll wrap it up for 29. 29. Yes. All right. Always a pleasure, buddy. It was good seeing you the other yeah, day. Yeah, you <laughs> you as well. Okay. <laughs>